This is Show Up as a Leader, a show from People Forward Network, helping you maximize your positive impact on the world by becoming your best, fully authentic self. So I'm sitting here and it is December. It is nearing the end of 2021. And I thought, you know, I want to wrap up the year with something a little different. I have had an incredible year with amazing guests full of such inspiring stories and wisdom and showing their humanity and incredible examples of showing up as a leader. And one of the things that I know and the research supports is that in order to effectively show up as a leader in our life, we have to take time to pause. We have to take time to reflect. And when we are in go, go, go mode, which heaven knows I am completely guilty of so many times, we forget to stop and be. And sometimes it's in the stillness, the spaces in between, where we find our most creative thoughts, our clearest thinking, our ideas, our commitment to what's next. And when we don't have that space to pause and to think and reflect, it's hard for us to know where to go next to become a better version of ourselves. And so what I want to do is just wrap up the year with a reflection that I like to do. I'm not a New Year's resolution person. I don't really believe in them because they. I think we need to be focusing on our growth all the time. But I wanted to wrap up this year with some reflections that I encourage you to think about yours as you listen to mine. So I like to look at it in terms of wins or or the peaks, the valleys or the challenges, the lessons that they all brought me because there's value in it all. And then really looking at how do I intentionally move forward with what's next? There are so many peaks and things to be grateful for. Most importantly, my family were healthy. We managed to escape COVID. We got our vaccinations and we're feeling a little more connected to to people in the world as, as safely as we can be. We launched our first ever courageous leadership program and it was so inspiring to spend two days bringing people through exercises and community to just show up as better versions and the feedback we got. And I'm so excited to offer it again. Sometimes you put an experiment out there and it works and that's just fills my bucket and fills my soul. So incredibly grateful for that. Just grateful for the guests and the wonderful people I've met through this show who have shared their stories. And it's truly inspiring. We're able to secure enough upfront funding to get another Fusion 2.0 conference going. And I'm so excited. The planning's underway. It's going to be in Minneapolis, September 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. 2022 and just can't be more excited to finally get that going again. It was so transformative when we launched it in 2018. And I think my biggest peak is also attached to one of my valleys, which has to do with being a mom and and our son. Some of you who are listening may not know this, but if you've read any of our books or ever heard me give a keynote speech and talk about the challenges we went through the first five years of our son Peyton's life um, was really stressful and it was trying to keep him alive physically. And I think I underestimated how much COVID and the pandemic and all that's gone on in our world has impacted our kids. It's been an emotional trying time. And I noticed a decline in him at the beginning of the year and it it kept kind of spiraling. And and it, it hit it hit a point. It hit a critical point that my 10-year-old in July, we had to get him into therapy. He was to the point of being suicidal. 
And I didn't really share that with a lot of people because I was back into mama bear mode, save my son. And it was hard. And I reached out to a few people who knew me and let them know what was going on and had incredible support around me. So I would say that that's, that's the valley. And the peak is that by being committed to what matters and pouring my love into my son and setting boundaries and asking for what I need, he graduated from therapy a couple of weeks ago and is thriving and doing so much better. And it just warms my heart. When I think about some of the other challenges that we faced, the ups and downs of what's going on in the world and people being stressed and confused and lost, and that shows up in our clients, in the people, the leaders that we coach, in the workplaces that we support, the teams that we try to help, where people are showing up armored and defensive and they don't know what to do about it and they're feeling sometimes hopeless So as far as valleys, there's a lot of challenges with the clients that we support and trying to stay grounded of just navigating this world as a business owner. And I would say my biggest challenge as an individual leader has been, or an individual human being for that matter, has been that as much as I know this and do my own work, that I can still get in my own way. And there are many times this year where I got sucked back into hyperproductive, pack my schedule, And just to the point of stress, to the point of feeling anxious and getting disconnected from people. And that that doesn't do anybody any good. And so that leads me into the lessons of when I think about some of the great lessons that this year has brought, it's really been a reminder from through the peaks and valleys that what I need to show up as the best version of me to maximize my positive impact around me personally and professionally I know the boundaries I need to set. I know that I can't overpack my schedule. I know that I need to have time each day to reflect. I need to have creative time to write or to think, to read, to process. I need to have those spaces in between. I have to build that into my schedule. I have to be diligent about my self-care. I'm not good to anybody when I'm not doing that. I also had some other incredible lessons. If you have not yet purchased or read Brene Brown's latest book, Atlas of the Heart, We use the emotional literacy work in the Dare to Lead curriculum that we teach, and I'm super excited to hopefully have this integrated as well. And there were lots and lots of ahas with this book, but it's really all about expanding our vocabulary with our emotions and how our language also shapes our experiences. And two of the big things that just whacked me between the eyes is when she talks about the difference between stress and overwhelm. And I think we use those words interchangeably, but they're profoundly different and they profoundly change our experiences. We can be stressed. We can be pushing ourselves. We can feel anxious, but when we're stressed, we can keep going or we can find ways to push through or to rally our resourcefulness. But when we're overwhelmed, the only remedy for overwhelm is to do nothing, is nothingness. We have to go for a walk. We've got to go play. We have to literally completely shut down. We can't push through. And so I think recognizing the difference when I'm feeling stressed and not tending to it, it can lead to overwhelm. But there are practices that I can do to move through stressful times. But when I'm overwhelmed, I have to literally shut down. I have to pause. I have to step away. Pushing through doesn't do anybody any good. And so I just encourage you, because I know so many people are struggling to think about that for yourself. How are you using those words? What's the language? The difference between stress and overwhelm. 
and not using them interchangeably anymore and recognizing and asking for what we need when they show up is a game changer. The other big aha was about resentment. And that resentment is not part of the anger family. Resentment is really kind of self-inflicted because resentment is really part of envy. It is that we are not speaking up for our own needs and then we're resentful that other people around us are maybe doing things we wish we could, but we're not advocating for ourselves. We're not speaking up. And so when I think about showing up as a leader and intentionally being the best version of myself, if I start to notice feelings of resentment rather than leaping to judgment about other people or getting angry, I have to look inward and go, what needs am I not advocating for? What boundaries am I not setting that has me feeling resentment in this moment? So those two were just such game changers for me that I'm leaning into and and bringing with me into 2022. And recognizing that this journey we're on to be an effective leader is not a straight line. It has squiggles and detours and setbacks and that there is value in all of those when we can learn from them. One of the things that I appreciate and have learned from one of my friends, Kristen Hadid, is instead of setting a bunch of goals or New Year's resolution of looking forward to the next year and picking one thing that matters to you, one word that you're going to use as your anchor for how you show up. And I decided my word, which also happens to be one of my core values, is growth. It's about growing myself. It's about growing our business. It's about growing relationships. There's a lot that goes into that. And if we are going to lean into kind of one big thing or one word in the upcoming year, the upcoming months, it means that we also have to recognize that there are necessary endings. Dr. Henry Cloud has an incredible book called Necessary Endings. And he uses a rose bush as a metaphor for removing those things in our lives that no longer serve us so that we can blossom into our full potential, right? We have to prune things back in order for the rose bush to blossom to its potential. And hey, since my name's Rosie, why not, right? And so I started thinking about what are some of the things that I have to prune so that my roses can bloom in 2022? Or what are some of the things that I have to stop doing or say no to? And some of the things I realize is one of the things just because I don't have the bandwidth is I have to stop giving away so much of my time for free, extra consulting, extra advice, um, maybe buckling on certain things. Um, Not that I don't ever do that, but recognizing how valuable our time is and that we can't be all things to all people. Letting go of self-doubt and the crutch that keeps me from expanding some of the things I want to, to grow our business Salveo partners. I've got to let go of packing my schedule so tight that I don't have time for self-care and reflection. And so that I have time to strategize and to network and, and to really make some of my dreams and visions a reality. I also need to have a necessary ending of avoiding putting myself out there more on social media really leaning into that in a in a thoughtful way. So what are your necessary endings? What are the things that you need to prune or stop doing or say no to so that you can be a better version of yourself, have a greater impact in your life? What's a word or a goal that can anchor you and act like that compass or north star to guide you when you're on a squiggle or detour in 2022? How do you want to hold yourself accountable to that? Or what do you need to put out into the universe so that you have support as you work through things? 
I invite you to take the opportunity as you wrap up one year and going to the next of do your own reflection. What were the peaks? What were the valleys? And more importantly, what did you learn? What are the lessons learned that you want to bring forward so that you can create an amazing 2022 and beyond? So thank you so much for being part of this community. Thank you so much to all that you do to be a leader in your life. And I'm so looking forward to the incredible guests we have lined up to kick off the new year. Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy your holidays, and never, ever dull your sparkle. I'm Rosie Ward, and this is Show Up as a Leader. To learn more, head over to peopleforwardnetwork.com. And of course, hit that follow button.